Hey, we've got the urban goddess Amanda Young, our game goddess match mash up, and the inner circle app. Woo! Today on It's Complicated! You're listening to It's Complicated with your hosts Jennifer Golden and Lauren Leonelli. Coming to you live from the AfterBuzz TV studios in Los Angeles, California. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of It's Complicated. The struggle is real when you're dating in the city. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm Jen. And I'm Lauren. You are. I am. Oh my gosh, I am. Good for you. Every time today, our drink of the day is Recorder Link Cider. You guys have seen us drink this before. This time it's in a can, though. We weren't aware that it came in a can, but we uh, love this drink. You guys can mix it with hard alcohol or drink it straight just like this. It is an awesome strawberry lime flavor, which is totally unique. It perfectly embodies the summer drink with the flavor of freshly picked strawberries. It's so divine. The combination of the hard cider and the delicate fruit makes us feel like a modern day goddess strong and soft all at once let's pour this puppy in a cup Mm. it's so good you guys seriously have to find this at your local liquor store or wherever and drink it because you just have no idea it's just so good it's so good it's almost like a modern day wine spritzer remember it's like like bartles and james yeah it's not really though because it's it's considered a cider so it's not like but the flavor just reminds me of that totally and i feel like feminine and delicious while yeah. drinking like a cider so it's cool it's so good um and it goes with our guest today guys because today we have the urban goddess amanda young in the studio for 10 years amanda has been working with women to help empower them to be healthy and vibrant while living their purpose and stepping fully into their feminine power that's what we're gonna do and mm. amanda started out as a nutritionist and she You know, just she wanted to revolutionize her clients' diets, but then it sort of bled into her wanting to revolutionize their whole lives, which I think I could see how that path would go, you know? Absolutely. It's like the gateway drug. Totally. Um, She discovered that women who came to her to lose weight also really wanted to heal themselves, and they had like a spiritual malnutrition as well. That's sort of how she found that path. She believes um, that you know, we suffer psychologically and physically because of this disconnect between feminine-based spirituality. So she's all about trying to connect all those things together. Finding your inner goddess is the key to healing women today is what she believes. And we agree. Man, it's magical stuff. Amanda thinks there should be an education standard for all girls to learn about the power of the feminine, to learn about their bodies and the enormous power they contain within them, and that women are educated in the unique expressions of feminine power by learning about the myths and stories of goddesses from various cultures. Unfortunately, most of us did not receive this education, and that's why Amanda created the Urban Goddess. I actually agree with what she thinks. I do think there needs to be a little bit more in the education system that has to do with your mind, body, spirit. Totally. The connectivity. that's what makes you a better person. And then go learn all the things on top of that. But, like, fundamentally, you need to be a good human. Of course. And also, like, it's historical. Like, I mean, you learn a little bit about Greek goddesses and stuff, but you just don't 
like Amanda's saying and like we're saying here, it's like the connectivity between that and how that actually affects your life today instead of just like hearing a story about right. Athena well, or whatever. And you usually can take that class only once you get to college. Yeah. Unless you're reading like Lysistrata or like Oedipus and yeah. like those stories in school, you read them, you move on and then you go on to the next book or write a book report. But then in college you can yeah. take like these more segmented classes, but by then you're already damaged in your own yeah, way. exactly. And you have to reverse all it's that. It's too late. You, it's too late. You need to learn from a young age. Like I agree. Kindergarten. I agree. Um, and Amanda started in 2006 leading an urban goddess workshop in New York and then she recognized her calling there that she wanted to bring women together and connect their inner feminine power. She continued to practice these workshops and retreats. She would explore ancient goddess archetypes and mythology and how to apply them to the modern woman. And then she went to places like Costa Rica and Big Sur and Malibu and New York City again to continue her teachings. I think we need to switch our line of work. I, Yeah. Because her her job takes her all uh, those places. Yeah, I mean, we could go to all those different places and talk about dating. Okay, fine. Maybe we'll tag on to her hot and holy course because yeah. that's where she has women immerse themselves more deeply into the goddess teachings and integrate them into their day-to-day lives. Um, she's new to L.A. Yeah. Semi-new to L.A. Semi-new-ish. New-ish. And she's excited to share her teachings with the urban goddess community in Southern Cal. I think she found the perfect place for it. Like, it's oh, needed yeah. here for sure. Well, and I feel like a lot of people here are like striving to get there a lot of women yeah. at least and that's why these female groups are popping up everywhere and i think this is a, yeah. a more deep-rooted way to get to what you want to be as a woman versus just like networking you know this is or like that just extra saying thing. it or just right. being like i'm just i'm a woman hear me roar whatever a boss lady or whatever like stop really right. know what you're saying so we're gonna get amanda <laughs> in here and we are going to talk about how to embrace your feminine power why fighting like a girl is a good thing and why being the receiver in a male-female relationship is actually more powerful than you think. Yes. We're also going to talk about dating in L.A., the interplay of masculine and feminine energies, and how to apply the archetypes of the goddess to navigate the different aspects as life as a modern urban woman. So how to take these ancient beliefs and bring them into the present day. Which I think is what everyone wants to know, because obviously everyone wants to be like Athena or Aphrodite and like this vision of beauty and love and all that jazz, or like the warrior goddess. But like, okay, how does that work out? Yeah, and what even does that really mean a lot of people have this weird myth about what it means to be feminine and that like it's not a good thing to be feminine like you got to be tough like no actually like amanda will explain more it makes so much more sense when she says it but like embrace your femininity embracing your femininity doesn't mean like i'm a strong woman that isn't feminine like you have to embrace the fact that you are a receiver and we'll talk about what that is i cannot wait but first we're going to fill you in on what we've been up to this last week and air our dirty laundry oh boy my mom was in town for a week and it was the best time ever we had a great wine and food tour of los yeah, angeles you did you went like everywhere. everywhere all the places more than you normally do when she's here I oh feel like. well she was here for more days i think and yeah. we had like sort of like only a couple days the whole day together and then that was several meals and then at night we'd go to dinner because that was like our activity because I'd be like doing things during the day Um, she had a blast we just went everywhere and like it was just a lot of fun she met my dog Mm. she played grandma as you guys saw she met her last week when 
she came on the show. Um, and it was just really, really lovely. And I sort of got to explain to her more and more about dating in L.A. And I think she comes from the school of thought that is from the past, which yeah. is that by 20-something, you get married, you start having kids. Um, I'm Jewish. Maybe she thinks I should marry a Jewish guy. But I think she's starting to see that, like, times are a-changing in L.A. Things yeah. are also different. People here are here for possibly their careers first, relationships second. Right. And so you have to catch them when they're in the right spot in their life. Totally. And so and you have to be in your right spot, Right, too. exactly. And so um, we actually went shopping. She's like, I'm going to get you all this date clothing so that like nice. when you go on these great dates, you've got your stuff. I'm like, all right. Don't tempt me with a good time. <laughs> yeah, let's go prepare. Okay, so now I'm ready. And in fact, I am. So tonight I have... Um, it's a, mo- it's, oh, no, it's not... Why did I think it was Monday? I was going to say Monday night's your date night. It is. But there's still time to plan one for Monday because I have a couple of coming up and then yeah. maybe I'll see them again on Monday. You've lined them up. I have um, because I was occupied for a full week yeah. so with my God, mom having, I know that must have been hard. You must have <laughs> been going through dating withdrawals. I was and also it was really hard to keep up conversations with anyone. I'm like, I'm sorry. I have my dog in one hand my mom in the other. I'm driving I'm scheduling. I'm open tabling like it's, I'm Snapchatting. I'm Instagram. <laughs> I'm too much right now. It's a lot. I'll see you in a week. So anyway so tonight I um, am co-hosting a singles event for mm-hmm. the University of Miami oh, alumni. Right. Yes. Um, at one of our favorite bars, Bar 53 in LA. So if you went to the University of Miami and you are in LA, come on down. Um, you'll meet me and my guest, my co host. You can only go if you went to. Yeah. So don't even think about showing up if you didn't. If you're not Shit. a hurricane, then you have no business being there. Okay. So anyway, it's me and my co host of this event, Nick Simmons, and he works in music, and, and we're both just coming together and hosting this event, and it's bunch of people coming so it's gonna be Fun. a good time good times and then i've got dates lined up and i actually wanted to ask you a question yeah and our audience okay so i went on two dates with a guy and since then that was like two a week ago or at this point was our second date and hasn't really made a lot of effort mm-hmm. you know hasn't really reached out while my mom was here i saw yeah. him like looking at all my like posts on instagram he was active on social media but not actively Present, yeah presently stalking but not presently communicating with me sure so I don't know. We I texted him actually like before she left, and I was just like, "Hey, how have you been?" Yeah, just to like reach out. I don't want to like assume anything because yeah. I don't know. I don't I know. Maybe fine. maybe he was didn't want to bother me with my mom or yeah. who knows. Yeah. So I was like, "Fuck it, I'll write him." Hey, yeah. so we were chatting a little bit, and and he finally said like, "You know, we should hang." I'm yeah. going away for the weekend. Um, let's hang next week. So I was like, "Okay." But I don't know. I just don't know if I, like, should even go out again because it's, like, he doesn't really seem to be putting in a lot of effort. Right. I don't know that he's even looking for a relationship. I don't know that we're in the same place. Mm -hmm. I don't really know. We did have, like, an amazing time together the two times we hung out. Yeah. Five-hour dates both times, talked about everything and anything and all the things. Like, more than I've ever spoken with anybody. And so now I'm just, like... Do I give it a third try, or is it kind of like, well, we just call it what it was. It well, was a so good time. Well, so are you saying if he asked you out on another date, you might say no? Possibly. I don't agree with that, but that is, I just think you're getting to know somebody. It's a process, and if you have a great time while you're with him, you're not going to know until you know. So you go out until you know, and you it's either that or what's the, what's the worst thing? Then you don't ever see him again, and then you don't ever know? No, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. So I think um, that's what I'm saying. I think if you get that vibe or you don't, I mean, it's hard to know in the beginning because nobody is, he might not know either what you're thinking. You might think he does, but you might not, he might not. 
not. Well, so. and he should listen to the show and he can hear everything I'm thinking all the time. <laughs> he should, actually. I think you should. If he asks you out, I think you should for sure. That I understand your dilemma of like, do I waste, potentially waste my time? But potentially all of us could be wasting our time because. I mean, it's one night, so I don't know that yeah. it's a waste of time. But it's also like belaboring the obvious of like, well, he's probably, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And then there's these other people that are like hunting me down. So I I kind of respond well to being hunted down yeah. because I'm like, well, you obviously know what you want. You're making it a priority. Mm-hmm. You want to do this. You have a sense of urgency. Right. Like you want to like start something that could be a potential thing with me. Sure. Like, I mean, I'm thinking about the summer and I'm like, oh my God, it'd be so fun to do all of these fun things with somebody. Like, yes, you I know. brought up a show that we might go to next week together. Yeah. And like, I'm going to get tickets and I'm like, well, who could I bring? Like, well, it's going to be this person at top of mind at that point. I actually completely get now that you brought that point up. Yes, because I think I am a planner, but as women, we, we tend to think about those things instead of making like an in the moment decision sometimes. And so, yeah I think that it gets frustrating to be like well I'm in the mode of thinking about like a couple months from now and what that might look like with you not in a weird obsessive desperate way but like if I'm like you and I'm hanging out with you like what does that look like a couple months from now and so you don't want to be engaging with someone who you think is just like living in the immediate future but I don't know that it's like a bad thing what he's doing it's just it can feel frustrating and and scary or like annoying or like he doesn't like you but I don't know that it should be interpreted that way but I've definitely felt like that a million gazillion times Uh, but I do I think that end all be all is I think if he asks you out again I think you should go out with him only because if you had an amazing time with him and talked about more things than you've ever talked about before this is not things to not pay attention to all right well that's then I will be open to it and plus he's attractive very <laughs> burns the eyes so um my boyfriend is back well he never left but he actually stayed in town for his birthday he was going to go to yosemite until he find out found out that it was snowing there so he's like that's not very good for camping so he stayed in town and i got to actually like spend his actual birthday with him which i was sort of like but i mean i threw him a big party but i was bummed that i wasn't gonna get to like too bad because i could have gone to it if it was actually this weekend. i know well we didn't do it this weekend because the the next day was Mother's Day, and it was like, there's just no way. People right. are going to want to do that. So uh, I took him to a restaurant that I took him to last year, and it was cute. Um, and then we had brunch in the Boo the next day. We went and picked up his daughter and had brunch at uh, Nobu, and it was very pretty. And um, and then we got our BJ on. I know your mind just went somewhere with that one, but we went to Billy Joel. His friends, like, last minute gave us tickets. They had a friend that was supposed to be going with them, and he couldn't last minute because of a family emergency, and they're like, do you guys want these free tickets? And we were like, yes. Oh, my God. It was so fun. Billy Joel has so many hits. You don't even realize. Axl Rose came out. Pink came out. It was awesome. And That's great about shows in LA. Yeah. You never know who will pop yeah, up. I know. I was hoping Justin Timberlake would be there, but anyway. <laughs> um, and then uh, Mother's Day, we had a barbecue with a bunch of dudes. Well, it was just like all the food and alcohol left over. We just like invited people over and cooked, and I made up a baked bean recipe. And it, I just really have realized I had so much fun, like with a game on. The Warriors game was on, and like. In that kind of setting where, like, sort of hosting and, like, doing – making something in the kitchen and the game's on. And I always knew that that's, like, what I thought would – felt like a fun weekend activity to do. Like, that's something I would like. So I just have really kind of enjoyed doing that. And uh, now the 40th birthday celebration extravaganza is over. So 
no more uh, focusing on the boyfriend so much. No, I'm just kidding. I will. But it was like a lot. And now it's over and he's 40 and he makes it look real good. If yeah. we could only look so good at 40. Well, we probably will. Hopefully we do. You know, just keep drinking that recorder. Like. Oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> um, so, guys, hate to say we told you so or, oh my God. you know, whatever. But Ben and Lauren broke up from yeah. The Bachelor. Um, and there were rumors that they were going to break up back in January. Yeah. And then he debunked them by posting something on Instagram. Because, of course, that just means that it's true if you post it <laughs> on Instagram. Obviously. I got to say, I think it was like the year mark. I wonder if ABC is like, you have to at least stay together for a year, no matter what people yeah. say and how many times it seems like you're going to break up, you power through that one year mark. Otherwise, you make our show look like a complete piece of right. shit. And I, so I'm just going to assume that there's a deal because the new Bachelorette is about to start. Yeah. So that must mean his was one year exactly uh-huh. to the date because her, her season like, starts Monday. Okay, take the focus off you now on right. her. Exactly. They just get buried in the news like everybody else and now they can go about their business. <sighs> It's so strategic. Do you think that they had sex? Because wasn't he saving himself? Wasn't what? he like a Christian oh, virgin please. thing? Was he like, what's his face? The blonde guy with the Catherine girl? Uh, Sean Lowe. Oh, yeah. God, I cannot. Please. You were almost on his season. I was until I said I didn't like super religious blonde guys. And then they were like, uh, wrong Oops. season for you, honey. Yeah. And scene. <laughs> I had no idea he was the bachelor either. I couldn't have been more specifically not Sean Lowe. Yeah. Like, I would never with. No, thank no. you. He's anyway. Snoreboard. Um, but when people break up sometimes, sometimes they are able to still be really great friends. Do you think it's realistic for exes to get along like Lauren and Ben? Well, um, um, Orlando Bloom and Miranda Kerr were married and have a child, and they get along very well. And there was a picture of her um, somewhere that Orlando was traveling with their their son, I believe. Yeah, it was like um, a billboard yeah. that he saw. And or he like that. hugged the billboard, and Orlando took a picture and said, "Like to the best mom ever," and you know, and the best co parent. Yeah, and I think that's really sweet. I think that it's it can. It is realistic. It can happen. I mean, especially they're like two beautiful humans. Yeah. Like, and they're going to, I feel like they would know they're going to both move on at some mm-hmm. point. She's engaged already to yeah. Evan Spiegel, whatever, Spiegel from yeah. Snapchat. And right. like, he's been seen with Katy Perry. Like, I feel like they are handling it the best possible way that you possibly can. And they're both happy in other relationships, so it it also makes it easier. Right. I think it's harder when one person moves on and the other person doesn't, so they're like, uh, you know. But Like Courtney Kardashian and Scott Disick. Oh, my God. Courtney, who says, like, uh-uh, this door is closed, senor. Which, listen, I like that she, like, you know, is ready to move on. It did take a while, but they also have, like, three kids together, right. so that's understandable. But, yeah, she's like, um, nope. Uh, she flat out told him, like, we are not getting back together. No, and he's very upset, but then still somehow brought... It's so funny because their lives are in the news, but then you're watching the behind the scenes of what happened to get here on the show. So you go back in time and see sort of how things transpired. So like on the show, they went to like their annual trip that they do every season. This one, Costa Rica. Costa Rica, yeah. And Scott brings a girl, which I think is such in poor taste because that's not his family. No. It's her family. And then Kim got all up in it and like bitched out the girl which was crazy because usually Kim's like the kind of the quiet one and you would think like it would be Chloe or totally somebody. but Kim went and bitched her out and then it was, it was anyway it, was, it feels like it's really oh. set up in drama but anyway they are not getting back together but Taylor Swift is apparently coupling up and she 
clearly has a type, which I don't know if it's a real thing or not, but she obviously likes the white British blokes because this guy is a British actor, Joe Alwyn, and she's been trying to keep her relationship under wraps, but Finally. they somebody caught like them together or whatever, and um, you know, she's been like on the DL. She got like dating. a house in North London just to, to like secretly have this relationship. Yeah, to be around him. And um, wearing wigs and going out like in total disguise. I wonder and- if she has a burner phone. I she probably does, and now we need to come up with a couple name, uh, Talon or Jailer. Do you think she just really likes uncircumcised people? I wow, I'm surprised that just came out of your mouth. She probably does. I just you know it's the hey, British people. She likes for you. those like pasty, like not blonde, not brown haired white people. I mean, maybe it's the accent. I gotta not say, my jam. I love the accent. Really, most I don't accents, mind it. So. Yeah, I don't mind the accent. No, but. and it just sounds like so poetic and like so intelligent, and I don't know. Yeah, um, you guys, really quick reality recap. I have got to talk about what happens at the Abbey. Do you guys watch the show? This this bar is in LA. I have been there. They make this bar look so high class, and it's not really <laughs> like no. If you drive by on any Sunday, you see a disaster. It's, it's like a foam party. It's like it totally reminds me of like a college spring break. <gasps> they hired all these beautiful people. The Abbey is a gay bar, but they make it look like it's not it's like one of the most famous gay bars in the world 100 percent. and these people like i mean the relationships that happen on this show like we need to watch more because there's only like one episode deep but like there's like a faux jacks that wants to screw all the chicks and there's like two uh lesbian women fighting over one dude so he can be their baby daddy or i actually don't know if they're both of them are lesbians i think one of them is one of anyway it is like the relationships that happen are like insane. Like we have to watch the show just based on all of these different like triangles that are starting. To well, happen. and then we should probably just go to the Abbey and meet everyone. I feel like we should. It's down the street. And every single episode, they have like a Tory Spelling comes in or Brandy Glanville. comes in. Oh, how in. convenient! It's weird. <laughs> weird. Um. So on the New York City Housewives, oh my God. it was like a dating lesson one on one. Ramona and Sonia. I wanted to just call them Ramonia. Ramon. Well, no, they have. I know, them but that, like, yeah. it's like why even say the and? Mm-hmm. So Ramona. Teaches Tinsley how to go out and like meet men, and Tinsley's like these women like work faster than anything I've ever seen before. Yeah. Ramona has it down to a science. She's like, I stand at the bar, I order water, I look to the right, I like drink I my water oh my out God. of my straw, no. and I am like, oh, huh, hi, oh how's your night going? Oh, I was so like, annoying. wow, she's even got a script. She's so annoying. I don't know how men fall into I, that, but the, oh, I don't know. I think they just think they're gonna take her out and have sex with her because she's like ready. She looks like she's ready to claw people's clothes off when she sees them. Like, well, her instantly. eyes. She's like, <sighs> she's like a cougar in heat. No, what's older than a cougar? A puma? That's younger. I don't, I don't know. know, but what's older Death. than a cougar is like a, I don't know, a saber-toothed tiger. <laughs> it's, it's called panther. Oh, a panther. panther. Thank oh, you, Marissa. Marissa. A saber-toothed tiger is so much better because they're fucking extinct. They're and so they old. have the saber tooth. They're going to latch onto you she and then die. It's a fucking saber-toothed tiger. <laughs> but she panther looked, is really cute, too. Panther is cute. Thank you for that. Marissa but anyway I just don't even know and you guys the Cabo invite only show um and the bachelorette is starting we've so many things so fun and you know I mean if you don't have anything to do on a Monday night, that's like Monday night oh my god so I don't know how I'm gonna compete with bachelorette and date night Mm. Maybe my date will watch it with me, and then that's true love. Good thing there's such a thing as call, as uh, DVR. DVR. Thank the Lord for that, because I don't know how, how we ever survive without that. I don't know, guys. I don't know how we ever survive, though, without the new elite dating app, I The know. Inner Circle. I know, guys. It's for Tinder-tired people. It is. In the U.S. It's been around for a bit, but now it's in the U.S. Um, it's been here since 2000. It's been in existence since 2013, but it's making its head pop up. What's yeah. the thing? What's the saying? Headway? 
No, it's rearing its head. Rearing its head. There we go. Yeah. Got it. It's in LA. It's in San Francisco. It's Houston. And, you know, it's all across the US. All the places. And you have to actually apply to be selected, kind of like all these new apps are doing that, like Raya and things like that. Yeah. I applied. Uh, and I got accepted in less than 24 hours. I don't know. Really? If maybe it's just like smoke and mirrors to make you think you're getting oh. accepted. But they say for every one in, there's one out. Oh, oh, that's right. Yes. It's like, so I don't understand how they eliminate people out, but <laughs> I don't maybe like not using it. Oh. I actually think that's smart. They should wipe out inactive accounts because yeah. they're there being swiped on, but they're not there it, to continue. They to should swipe send back. you a notification. Like if you don't open up this app in a right. week, like, like a push like, notification. Yeah, exactly. You heard. Um, and so basically you arrange meetups in high end venues and maybe like the Abbey. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> right. And you, you know, you, you, whatever city you're in, obviously and you try and like make that that all go down i guess i don't i mean you know it sounds like kitchen like there's enough of a niche there but like it's still kind of just general and it's not like only people who eat bacon or whatever right you know? i kind of well like- it's for people that are creative or from the corporate world it's about having ambition and zest for life and these qualities that make the inner circle work for our members around the world yeah. there's like three hundred thousand already on there thirty two thousand just in the uh new york oh yeah and also they are in um overseas in amsterdam barcelona milan paris stockholm and london and Berlin. fancy so i mean if you go to any of these other cities you know you have this kind of like elite app you can open it up and do it there if you're traveling well, it's kind right. of awesome. I mean, I think so. So, except okay. that, how does it differ from like really all the other ones? Well, I mean, you know, I don't know. That's the thing with apps. I just feel like it's sort of. I think you need to feel like you find what what works for you, what you enjoy being on, and like the process of like even the interface of the app and what you how many pictures or information you could put in or not, depending on how open you want to be. And then at that point, it's a game of luck. It really is. Because really they're all you're all trying to get to the same thing from it. So it's like you just sort of you go on there and you you're looking for a date or a connection and you're hoping that this one app, whether it's Happen or Tinder or Bumble, will get you there. But I think as long as the app is like workable for you, it's great. And then if you happen to have luck on it, then you'll be like I'm in I mean, I just went to a wedding from Tinder. Wow. Yeah. Like, oh, you're right. That yes. was from Tinder. All right. Well. Yeah. I mean, you know, it can happen It to can anybody. happen. You just there gotta are be success open. stories. You got to be open to it on whatever app or bar you are at or in. And maybe it's the singles event that I'm hosting tonight. Or that. Who knows? Or maybe you find your inner goddess and you open your whole world up in a whole new light and welcome in a god. Oh. <laughs> to be your goddess, to be with your goddess, right, Amanda? Yes, welcome Hi. to the show. <laughs> Hi, good morning. Thank good you for morning. coming. Um, if you would like some cider, we have some here for you. Or you it's can strawberry, it's lime, it's recorder like cider. Yes, right. it's very we good. get sassy in the morning. Yeah. It's just what we do. I'll, here, I'll, I'll, I'll come for it. Jen you always come, do it. Jen will come be your I think bartender. I'm hooked to the wall. So you are yeah. hooked to the wall, and. If you can uh, see yourself in that camera so everyone else can see you too, uh-huh. then we get to uh, hear and see the beautiful urban goddess that is in here right now with us. Um, okay, so we want to start by asking what exactly to you is an urban goddess and how can you explain that to our listeners? All right. Well, that's tasty. Yeah. It's good, right? isn't it? Yummy. Okay. So an urban goddess is... A woman who is connected to herself deeply, a woman who is in her power, 
understanding that our power is something that is internally accessed as opposed to something that we get out there. And I believe that having some kind of a spiritual practice is actually what can allow you to connect to that power. Okay. So there's all sorts of other things we could say about it, but at its core, I would say it's that. It's a woman who's really internally sourced. She gives herself permission to know that she's beautiful, that she is powerful, and that she can have what she desires in her life. So you don't look to outside things or people to validate you in that way. It just comes from within you. Yeah. That everything outside starts to become a mirror of what's going on internally. Ah, man. Yeah. So many questions. Like, how do you even do that? I mean, (sighs) yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess, like, how do you start? How do you start the process of getting in touch with your inner goddess? Then you said it's spiritual practice or what? What do you think? Yes. Well, it is. It's spiritual practice. And what I would say is my perspective is that for women, we need a feminine spiritual practice and that it's actually becoming embodied as opposed to this idea of transcendence that's a more masculine spiritual um, kind of lineage idea Mm -hmm. and for a woman how do I the question that you know I was a nutrition coach for women for for many years and it would always go deeper with the work into like all the stuff about the food and the body was really about what was going on like in her inner world like how did she feel about herself as a woman and in her body because that's where everything comes from right like you have to get to that root first yeah yeah so the question was always for me what I was experiencing as I worked with women was okay she needs to come to her center she needs to come to her spiritual center, and she needs to get in touch with her femininity. Um, these were the two things that I just saw again and again with every woman that I worked with, having worked with hundreds of women over the years. And so so the question is like, okay, how do I connect to my spiritual core and my center and feel really sexy and feminine and at home in my body? And so I began to develop uh, practices and exercises to help women do both of these things. And so it's a process of awakening to yourself, to your center, but through your body, through your senses, um, really bringing yourself into the here and now and actually just feeling how fabulous it is to be alive inside your feminine body in Mm -hmm. this moment. Mm -hmm. And when you awaken in that way, you feel your power. It's something that it's not a concept, but something you actually experience and feel. And you also become very sensual and feminine. And so what are some of the activities you created in order to get there? Yeah. So we, you know, there's uh, practices that I do with breath. Mm-hmm. And we got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. we both got to experience yeah. that mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, and with that breathing, it's a different kind of breath work than what you might do in a yoga class. Yes. Meaning, it, you know, we start off breathing up here, but we drop it down. We actually awaken our sexual energy, our sexual center, and start to activate energy moving through there. And so, you know, that's, that's one of the practices. And then that develops, uh, or develops and evolves into um, movement that becomes a kind of active meditation. That's mm-hmm. a dance. But we also do things that you also got to experiment experiment with, which was um, 
sensual eating. Yeah, the food. That was yeah. cool. Yeah. Practices that um, we also do practices where we bring the energy into just touching the body mm-hmm. in particular ways. Uh, practices where we go in and we actually converse with our pussy. Like, can I say yeah, that? Yeah, you can. <laughs> I'm like, how naughty can I get? No, you can say all, but you all right. Yeah. Where we actually converse with her. We meditate with her. We feel what's going on there. Um, and that's one facet. I work with the sensual goddess, which is what we're kind of focusing more on now, but also the warrior goddess, which is getting connected to your power in a different way, which can be your anger and your rage and also um, a bit of your force coming out. And so we work differently with that. That's like fire energy. Um, we do a lot of work also with the heart, with a compassionate goddess. So th- so. so there's many different goddesses, but yeah. I remember when you spoke to us, it was like a goddess trifecta. What yes. are those three that you yeah. mainly work with? Yeah, so working with women over the years with a goddess, as you said, there's there's literally there are thousands of goddesses around the world. What I discovered is that there are three primary facets or three primary faces of the goddess and the archetypes are your sensual goddess your warrior goddess and your compassionate goddess now are you all three at the same time or do you sort of go in from one to the other do you feel like maybe sometimes people are lacking one yeah that's a great question um what i would say is that when women come and we start the conversation you can usually identify one possibly two that you're like okay i'm more comfortable with those ones Um, And then, you know, one that you're like, okay, I'm really not as comfortable with her. So that's an indicator that that's where you probably want to put more of your focus. Although I would say that all women across the board have, we have a long way to go to really embrace all three of them. Even when you think that you've got like, oh, I've got my warrior goddess down. (laughs) I'm such a badass businesswoman. But usually there's so many aspects of her, the more wild primal aspects that you haven't um, connected to. But the question around like, do I... Do I do all three? Because it sounds like, oh, am I these three different women? The idea is that ultimately you we isolate when we work on them to activate what it feels like to be in each of them. But ultimately the idea is that you're able to experience yourself really equally in touch with all three in a given moment. Like I'm a deeply sensual, sexual woman without shame and I'm connected to my fierce power. Like I will speak what I need to speak, mm-hmm. my truth. I also am feeling my heart, that you're able to feel all of that at once. Um, But I would say that also there are certain times when you're going to bring one forward more. Like let's say on a date. Exactly. On a date. (laughs) Unless like the guy's being a total jerk, like you're not going to want to be leading with your warrior, your fierce goddess. Like you're going to want to be in your feminine, your sensual goddess and lead with her. However, you want him to also know that she's there. Those other ones are like, in the yeah. background. Right. Always. Yeah. And and I'll say that I had an experience. This is going back a few years, but there was a man that I a lover that I had. And um and he was familiar with my work and he called me out once. <gasps> and yeah, we were actually in bed and he like pinned me down. He was like, I have to tell you something. Oh my god. He said a part of me doesn't totally trust you. And I was like, What do you mean you don't trust me? And he said, Well, I see, like, your feminine, sensual goddess, and you're kind of this beautiful, like, heart-centered goddess, like, all this, like, butterflies and rainbow. He was, but I don't see your warrior goddess, oh. actually, as much. And he was like, that has me not entirely, like, trust you, because it's all so, like, feminine and light. 
And so that was an awakening for me. And I was like, oh, well, she's here. <laughs> Let yeah. me bring her yeah. forward. Yeah. And like, well, it, now that you asked. Yeah. <laughs> and it actually brought that energy into our relating in a way that was really hot and sexy. So that warrior goddess, you always kind of want to have her there, too. Um, that's yeah. a little fire, flavor. right? Yeah. It's like, it's your, like, oomph. Like, I don't yeah. know. And just also, like, with anything, a balance of something. Yeah, if someone's always, like, super angry or super happy or whatever, I mean, or you all you do is drink alcohol all day long. Like, finding a balance. It's right. like, I could see why someone would be like, well, humans are a bunch of different facets. So if I'm only seeing this flowery butterfly side of you, like, what does it look like when you're like this or like that? Right. Like, I don't It's like know. waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, totally. So what are you really like? Yeah. <laughs> so, hiding. So it is good to keep that in yeah. mind with anything but especially with this when trying to balance all three like they all should yeah. don't be afraid to you know let right. find them all and let them all sort of work with each other well and touching on the sensual goddess yeah that's not meaning like just like go on a date and have sex with everyone right no no okay no <laughs> clearing no. that up for you guys <laughs> no not unless i mean not unless like that's, that's your, your, your thing yeah you know and it might be you know for and, and it might be a healthy thing for a I would say usually a short period of time. If you're like, okay, yeah. I'm free. I need to right. have that liberty. I was actually experience. thinking of taking on a lover. I feel like they said that on, uh, Sonia said it on, on the, the Real House. Housewives of New York. And I was like, well, that sounds like very Parisian. And I'm like into it. I don't know. Maybe I just need a lover while I'm dating real people. I think you, I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Why not? Call them whatever <laughs> okay, you want call too. Call me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like it. I think, great. I think a lot of, finding your femininity and we'll talk about that because i think people have a weird societal myth about what that means like so delicate submissive or something and so when you like i'm a strong woman it's like you embrace masculine things to say you're a strong woman but being a woman and finding that like what you call like owning being a receiver like explain that to people what that means to be a receiver and why you find strength in receiving like it's not a weak thing right yes thank you um that that's exactly it right there in the sense that as women we've adopted masculine definitions of power so when we're going to be strong or we're going to be powerful like you said, we become more masculine because that, that's how it's been modeled for us. So we're in a moment right now as women where I, I feel that we're redefining power from a feminine perspective and realizing that these things that have been labeled as weak, like for example, like don't be a pussy. Yeah. Right? Like as if that's like a weak, a thing? weak thing. I feel like um, that's actually the thing that makes people tick because everyone's always out for it like wasn't that Helen of Troy like it's because of her yeah I mean mu- movies and songs and things are stories are all right wars right. are started right. because of women and yeah. their power and so yeah and yeah. also the you know we talked about this too it's like grow a pair of balls well why would we want to do that those things are like the most sensitive things on a man ever right, right. Well, the Pussy wind blows is and like, they cry push a baby out of that thing and it's like a a strong thing but you're we're taught by society that that means you're weak that's weak a weak word because now a pussy is at her strength when she's soft right so a hard pussy is not like a sexy thing meaning like we're gonna just go there um (laughs) like when you're when you're shut off to your sexual energy you become kind of you know stiff and like tight and closed yeah and as a woman when we awaken to our sensuality and our sexuality we actually soften we you know become moist we become soft we open and energetically when we're in that place 
we are more in our power. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's like, oh, but hard and stiff, you know, it's, no, soft. Yeah. Now, receiving, right? We are built as receivers. And so when we're, like, stiff, we can't receive. So when we soften and open, we're, we receive. And so obviously we're talking, you know, uh, you know on the, like, physiological Sexually, level, we're yeah. receivers. Right. How does that translate into how we are as women? Mm-hmm. Well, when we're connected to that energy, we allow ourselves to receive in so many ways. A, we become magnetic. So we talk about Helen of Troy, right? It's like this power of the feminine can cause like all this chaos and craziness mm-hmm. and war. And, um, but we can draw to us more effortlessly. We can just allow things to happen. When we're in that more masculine model of power, we think we have to push all the time and we have to drive something home and we have to make it happen. And when we drop into our femininity, it's like, oh, I can allow it to come to me. Mm-hmm. And when I'm receiving, I mean, we get to receive compliments, we get to receive gifts, we get to receive men, you know, or, you know, just someone like picking up something for us, helping us. And that that's okay, that that's actually part of our, our birthright like you when we can fall into that or drop into that we can feel like a queen right mm-hmm. like of course like these things are just coming to me and I can allow it I can let it in I can let myself be affected I can let myself receive from my environment I like that you just said let yourself be effective because I think I've found that it was hard when I was like deep in the dating world to not authentically be me and like not it was like people were telling me don't let him know that that's affecting you or that you like him or that isn't that why we're all here like why is that a bad thing that I like you and like don't text him back wait three hours or whatever it's like I think that women should learn how to soften themselves a little bit in the dating world and not act like they don't care and that I'm and like turn off so like just be like that's or if that's not you I mean I I just think if you like somebody you should be allowed to express that and soften that and then receive whatever is going to be given to you yeah what's really interesting is this is that um you know we're we're really like we're in a time where men are changing so much women are changing so much the roles are changing there's a lot of confusion around like i love it i love it you know when i'm dating and a man does run around like open the door and like do all of those things yeah roles are, are shifting and um i'm one of the things that i feel is really what i've noticed is that it's how we let someone know that we're being affected by them or that oh. we like them is the difference. When we're in the masculine energy, it's like, I just want to let him know. I'm going to go, like, you know, there's like a sort of and, – and sometimes that can be effective. But to feel into, like, how can I express that I'm being affected, that I am interested in this person, but in a way that's more feminine and in my receptive energy, oh. and there's vulnerability in that. Because sometimes we – we're like wanting to be vulnerable without being vulnerable. Yeah, I want to let him know, but I'm not going to be vulnerable. Yeah, right, exactly. I um, want to let him know, but I also don't want to get rejected or hurt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what I've found, but in the delivery, even you're saying like I'm going to tell him that I like him, but I'm not going to really deliver this in a soft, yeah. receiving kind of way. It's yeah. like going to go for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, what I've noticed. Um, you know, I wasn't dating for a long time because I was in back to back, just about long-term relationships but as I've been dating since I've been in LA what I've noticed and you know the more I do this work I really see it is that when a man really opens to a woman is when he feels your vulnerability Mm -hmm. and so sometimes you don't even have to say anything but if you're just sitting there and your eyes are wide open and you're just receiving him and you're you're he can feel your heart he can feel that they will melt 
and it's from there like so do you know what I'm saying like the difference in that and them actually just feeling your heart yeah. like feeling your emotion um, because it's in that vulnerability that breaks them open um, but if like you're saying you know if it's if it's like vulnerable but not vulnerable it's it's hard for them to know how to receive that so I would um, practice like when we're in our receptive energy just like breathing so when you're feeling something breathe it in breathe it breathe it in the pussy breathe it in the heart and just look in his eyes and smile and call him in and see and feel how that affects him as opposed to saying it totally. sometimes. Totally. Yeah. that makes sense? No, yeah. Because we're in a more mental place, right? Sure. right. We're wanting to have a conversation. It and feels like an interview almost. Yeah. Yes. But it shouldn't. And I, I've had dates where yes. it felt like it was an interview. Yeah. And yeah. it was very like, you speak, then I speak. Now we talk about work. Then we talk about this. Then they talk about my show. And that always goes somewhere weird. but Because <laughs> <laughs> they assume that I'm now going to talk about them. And it's an interview. And they're going to be on the show. And it's a whole thing. but um, Or that I'm analyzing them. Which I'm... I am, but <laughs> but it can go that way, and I feel like the romance is just not there, yeah, because it goes into a certain direction versus where you do actually talk about like real life and like you're listening to each other and and I mean I've gone on dates where like somehow the guy ends up telling me like really deep personal things and I'm like should why? you be telling me but this? also but I just let it happen that, I'm but like also, okay why do you think that is you may not have even known that you were doing it but you were obviously looking at them and receiving it in a way that they were like I mean that's your yeah. you have to take responsibility for that too in a great way yeah. like you no, like mental health, health things like like yeah. family things like yeah. real things and I was like oh thank you for sharing that with I me I mean she has really pretty okay. eyes she should just like thank do you that, that's very nice that thing you know like I don't know some people you know they have good boobs or whatever maybe they should try and <laughs> put those things forward but like if you're talking about speaking with your eyes or whatever like take advantage and be like you know give them what if I'm like yeah what if you try so hard it's like awkward you're like something in my eye (laughs) no but I like that I think it doesn't always have to be of course I'm sure you can they're windows to the soul yeah you can receive be a receiver with words and language too but I think that's like a great way to take a deep breath and open your eyes and really like, like settle into the moment yeah yeah Yeah. let because sometimes we're afraid to feel our feelings Mm -hmm. right yeah and and we're and sometimes we're in a rush because there's so much feeling there that we want to rush to like out of the uncertainty of that yeah. to get certainty. Right. And sometimes that can actually push it in the wrong direction. Whereas if we can sit with just the feeling of it within ourselves. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. If we can sit with the feeling of that within ourselves and just be huh. in that, that can invite them to come into that feeling too. Ooh. I like that. Okay, but can we talk about the receiver in terms of sex? Yes. Yeah, okay. Sure. <laughs> Let's go well, there. I mean, uh, like, obviously, you know, it's like a plug in an outlet, right? Right. <laughs> right. You're receiving. So you had told us that um, receiving is actually most important, maybe, during that time. And that's, I mean, you explain it. Sure. Well, like wh- I think like, we all <laughs> like like the women should be the receiver during sex because it, I mean yeah. we're built that way, but also like that's what gives the man maybe more pleasure during that. Sure, yes, 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 yes. Now I remember. So yeah, w- so many women um, are afraid to really let themselves receive during sex, yeah. and it's something somehow I don't know I it's something in my DNA I never had that I don't for some for some reason in the beginning I was just like this is all about me <laughs> yeah <laughs> Let me just be here to see. Here. so I feel really lucky um but what I realized after working with so many women is that that's not the case for yeah. most women most women start to feel a little bit self-conscious like oh immediately as soon as I get my orgasm or he's been putting all this attention on me I need to, to pleasure him I need to please him right back 
And the fact is that men actually, they get tremendous pleasure from our receiving on many levels. One, the more deeply that we're dropped in and not faking it, like not, no. like not making like drama about it, yeah. but like just letting yourself drop in and, you know, make the sounds and soften and go like the deeper that you go into your pleasure, the more on one level, like a man, they're going to feel like, Oh my God, like yeah. look what I'm doing to her. Like yeah. it actually, <laughs> that makes them, that does a lot for them because they, they run on points. It's like, they're getting points. It's almost like a, it's video, like a video game. game. Exactly. <laughs> like they're like, yeah, ding, it's like coin, it's coin, like coin gratification. And, and it's how their brain works. So it's like, Oh my God, I'm getting so many points here. I'm yeah. the man. <laughs> <laughs> they won. <laughs> and on top of that, they actually beyond that, they receive something from our energy. So oh. there is something, a subtle, you know, I talk about Shakti, which is this divine feminine creative life force that is that divine feminine energy that runs through our bodies when we connect to our pleasure. When we go deeply into that, it's there's this subtle energy that goes out into the space and into them. They actually receive something that is deeply pleasurable from our pleasure. It actually starts to relax things in their in their brain in their hormones. Like they're receiving from our receiving beyond that. Like I'm the man. Mm-hmm. I'm getting mm-hmm. points. So it's, of course, you know. I mean, I actually I I faulted the other way where sometimes people are like, okay, <laughs> what about me here? Yeah, you know, yeah. um, because I was just so for you know when I was a lot younger, I was so into my own pleasure. So obviously, you know, there is a give and take. However, most women, we are so afraid of letting ourselves really be that center. And I always think of Aphrodite, the birth of Venus. As she's coming out of the water, she is this gorgeous creature. And everything, every other being in the picture is just focused on her. And we're afraid of being that. But when we're in our pleasure and we're receiving, every woman becomes Aphrodite. We become Venus in that moment. And that's your spotlight. Like, take it. Go with it. It's not easy. (laughs) Oh, I want it. I'm just going to walk around and hopefully birds will chirp and, like, everything's going to happen. And it's like a Disney movie. It is. That's why Disney princesses, I feel like they need to reinvent them a little bit. But, like, when you see Snow White and, like, all the birds are chirping and the flowers are blooming and everything's happening. Is it Snow White? Sleeping Beauty? One of them. Snow White is the one where, like, she goes like this and all the animals just, like, land on her. That's what I want to happen. Yeah. Well, it it really does. If if you activate – and so – you know, what I talked about with that energy, obviously that's something that's happening in this, the, you know, in sex with a man. But we also, when you're not in a relationship, you're single, or even when you are, you have access to this on your own. And that's where the, the breathing practices and moving with this energy and awakening that within your body becomes really vitally important to get like, oh, I can share that with someone, but this is actually mine. And when that energy is moving through... I have, I mean, I, I have that experience and I'm sure every woman that's listening to that has had this experience sometimes where then it's like, you know, you, I don't know, I was like yesterday, like walking into Erewhon and like, everybody's like, Oh, how can I help you? What are you doing? You know, the, and it's that feeling magnetism. like the, the, yeah. the magnetism and like you're saying like with the birds where everything flows in that way. And the world wants us to be in our feminine energy. Like we nourish every room we walk into when we're really radiating that. And so to understand like okay yes I'm like taking up the spotlight and I'm receiving all of this but I'm also in my receiving I'm giving and Mm -hmm. I think that's a deep thing for us to get that our receiving is actually a gift for others I like that because then it's not like a self-centered 
viewpoint it's way, for everyone. Yeah, to confuse it with that. It's also within yeah. the focus on you is a gift to the people around you because it's an openness or being a receiver. It's not like a yes. closed off, you know. Yeah. Because you can tell when someone – Diva. when a girl <laughs> totally when a girl like it's yeah, yeah like oh, if there's a difference so... between wanting attention and yes. then giving also back or just yeah. wanting that that it's uncomfortable to watch someone want attention in that way that and yes. that's it in like a right. self-centered way it's really uncomfortable Ooh. yeah and i would say it's the different- instagram i feel yeah. like instagram yes. just breeds more and more and more of that the selfies and oh the- everyone's naked and more naked than the next one and every or just uh. like video over and over again of you talking into nobody Right. Like uh, we like get a podcast. Stop. <laughs> right. <laughs> that takes us back to what we were talking about at the beginning, which is, yeah. you know, that a true goddess, an urban goddess, is a woman who's internally motivated versus externally motivated, right? Yeah. So that it's she's not doing it for the attention. Yeah. And Aphrodite, when you look at those images, these beautiful paintings, she's never like, Hey everybody, look at me. She's just like in it. In her own experience, and just happens that everyone's looking at her because yeah. she's so in her own experience. Yeah. And what I'd say also is this is where the compassionate goddess comes into play, the heart, because there's exclusive energy and there's inclusive energy. So exclusive energy is when a woman's like, it's all about me and it's not about you. Mm-hmm. Inclusive is like when it's all about me and it's all about you. Yeah, like because it's all I'm about giving us. that to I'm finding something <sighs> about me to give to you. It's like yes. an extension. And right. when we're actually really full. So when we have a full tank, meaning we've allowed ourselves to receive sexually, just in general in our life, we've been receiving, it's actually from there that we can give. And that's when we, when you're so full, you're not, you're not like in scarcity, you're not empty, like, look at me, look at me, look at me. You're like, I'm so full. I've received so much that then you want to give. So you walk around everywhere and you're actually able to really genuinely, generously give as opposed to wanting to be that good person, but you haven't received, so you're on scarcity, and then you're a martyr because you're overgiving, which is the other thing that we do as women. Yeah. Um, yeah. But when, it's, when the full circuit is running, like when we're in a healthy place, it's like, I've received and received. I'm fill out, filled up. I know I'm a goddess. And from here, I want to give, and I see the beauty and the love in everyone else. Right. Can we talk about that yeah. overgiving for a second? Yes. Because I do think that yes. women no. feel that they have to give and give and give, and we're the mother, and we're the the maternal ones and we're the nurturing ones and so they think maybe as a role they have to do that and then give so much that they become a martyr and then they become depleted and it's actually like harmful yeah so i think that there we like have to define that there yeah. is a line between being healthy and giving and being and giving because you want validation as to whom you are absolutely absolutely it's something that uh, as women you know, we're, we're, we're given this very narrow band of like what's acceptable female behavior. And it's to be pretty, to be nice, and to be really generous and giving and like a nurturer. And so it's easy to, if you are naturally kind of an open-hearted giving person, it's easy to fall into that. But if you haven't activated your, your ability to put down your boundaries from mm-hmm. your warrior goddess that, no, I can't give right now, um, that feeling that you, you know you can take care of yourself in that way, and you haven't activated your ability to really receive in a big way, you are going to tap yourself out you will become depleted. And it's what we see again and again, mothers. And even when you're a woman who's not a mother, you tend to do it in the workplace. You tend to do it with your friends. You just, you want to give and give and give all the time. And eventually it, it creates tremendous health problems for us as women. Yeah. You know, and exhaustion. Like can and can build resentment or whatever. So how do you make sure you don't overgive? You just listen to the moments where you want to say no and then say it? The warrior goddess, boundaries. But yeah, right? both. 
you focus what you know what I tend to do because most women that come to work with me are in that place um, to a certain degree um, is we start with a sensual goddess we start with like let's just focus focus on receiving let's just fill you up let's get you connected to your pleasure because when that is activated you literally become like a cornucopia you're overflowing and then the warrior goddess her ability to put down those boundaries and say, no, like I'm going to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. Those two energies work really well together because she's putting down the boundaries to say, this is about me right now. And then we go into the sensual goddess and we give the pleasure and we receive. And then from there, um, you naturally want to give or it's easier to give because you're actually full. Um, but you also just start to have that sense of like, okay, when I'm going to place those boundaries down. Okay. Oh, I love boundaries. <laughs> and they're very important to have. So, and I like, you know, trying to obviously take these ancient, you know, goddess archetypes and put them into, you know, modern day life. It's a, yeah. kind of what your title, the urban goddess, I think yeah. sort of embodies. So we are going to play a very quick game. With very you quick. Okay. Because we want to sort of give people the tools, how to like access maybe a, a, a goddess or whatever in a moment of their lives when they can, they want to be like, you know, Hestia or whoever. Great. Okay. So we're going to name a goddess that you know from you know mm -hmm. ancient times and we're gonna d help people try and figure out who in modern day world oh, like you can you can oh well that would now be angelina jolie or someone right. like or that. beyonce because everyone's really beyonce yeah <laughs> we are gonna call goddess mashup awesome. okay i hope i know all the goddesses. okay <laughs> well, okay well if you don't just say pass because we okay. picked a bunch yeah of random ones i okay. mean so we'll start with athena okay athena Wow, Hillary Clinton. Okay, yeah, she's like the goddess of war and wisdom. Great. Oh, I love that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, how about Aphrodite? Aphrodite. Oh, um, I mean, hmm. you know, you just said Beyonce, so she definitely has some of that. But um, let me think who else. I mean, you know, Marilyn Monroe, um, although she's not contemporary to us now, but she's she is she Aphrodite. Works. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Okay. How about Lakshmi? Ooh, Lakshmi. So she's the goddess of wealth and prosperity, um, but and and also beauty. So I don't want to say someone who's just yeah wealthy. She's also a sensual goddess. Mm, who would be a woman? That's could that really? be Beyonce? I mean, maybe uh, that could. Be. I mean, yeah, I mean, it, literally, Beyonce could be just Everything. about all of these. She, she is. She's she's, she's an example of she she really holds all three. Yeah. Um, so definitely, like in all of her gold and lusciousness, <laughs> and you know the the wealth and the sensuality. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anyone else you know that who, comes to mind immediately. Um, you know who just came to my mind is a uh, George Clooney's wife, Amal. Amal. Oh yeah, oh. yeah. Mm -hmm. I have Lakshmi next to my bed, a statue. So yeah. she yeah. needs to hook me up. <laughs> yeah, I th or I don't know. I mean, maybe not. Maybe that's not a good. But she just came to my mind. Yeah, yeah. She has that, and she's also like such a smart, she's like brainy so woman that she's got some good, like warrior, you know, yeah. Artemis in her as well. Oh yeah, doesn't um, she fight for like people's rights and things? Yeah, yeah. She's like a, a, a lawyer that you know, I mean, human she, rights yeah. lawyer. Yeah, Did I make yeah. that up? No, I no, think she is. She is. Oh, cool. Um, she's good. awesome. I think. Um, what about okay? So we'll go like into the Nike. A lot of people don't know that Nike is a goddess. She's like the, right. she means victory and right. Who would you? I think Serena. Totally, Williams. who I think when I totally think of her. <laughs> yeah, she is who came to my mind too. <laughs> yeah. I, that's why I asked. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what about Sekhmet? 
Ah, I love Sekhmet, and that, that's an unusual one. So she is the lion-headed, fierce warrior goddess, and for some reason it's like Lady Gaga or yeah. like someone like that is coming through. It's definitely like a rock star with a big personality that's fiery. Totally. I love that. So when you guys are trying to go out in the world and channel your inner goddess, you can draw back to these comparisons to sort of get yourself in that mode if you're just sort of I need to get there quick but obviously where to let people know our listeners know where they can like access the more deeper level and the teachings with Amanda because you are you know if you're in LA and you travel around too Mm -hmm. you can Yes, how can people work with you? How can they work with me? Yeah, so I'm located here in L.A., um, but I do a lot of work virtually as well. And I do work uh, with a few clients one-on-one, but predominantly what I do is I teach a course for women. And that is a three-month deep dive into all three of these energies. And so it's an immersion journey, and I, um, it's interview-only course. So I choose a small intimate group of women and the next one will be starting in September. I've got one that just started a couple weeks ago here. Um, but in September in LA will be the next course. So they can go to my website and read about it and fill out the application. Okay. And what's your website? It's urbangoddessretreats.com. Okay. And where can people find you on social media to see, you know, what you're up to as well? Instagram, urbangoddessamanda.com. And also on Facebook, um, Urban Goddess Amanda as well. Love it. Oh, my gosh. This was uh, – I mean, we really feel like we could talk to you for hours. But Forever, actually. It's yeah. awesome. But it's so good to have that that this ancient idea that's so strong and powerful and, and bring it into the modern-day world and, like, yeah. to, to know that you do need to be taught how to access this. We don't – it doesn't happen in school. Yeah. Nobody – makes this a thing and so it's nice to know that we have the tools with you to yeah well I think also it. now people are trying to make little girls like the next like Michelle Obama kind of thing it, actually I think she's a great example of somebody yeah. that is feminine because she's a wife and a mother and all that so maybe that's not a good example maybe more like a Hillary Clinton like if you dream it you can be it kind of thing so go work hard versus also be a feminine girl yeah and go work hard yeah. go do all the things float yeah. through life it's amazing birds will chirp Birds. Well, that's our goal. I hope I'm going to float today, around today. Our birds. See what happens. I'm going to make real deep eye contact. Yeah. I, I do. Oh, I think you totally should. Just that everyone. Make um, everyone uncomfortable, but then the, fall in love. But then <laughs> receive the gift of you. Um, and we're going to leave you with a quote. Of t- I, I really like. Just all of them. Well, I like love a woman as a goddess and then love becomes worship. Oh. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Where is that from? Uh, it's a random quote that I just found in the we internet, found and we like really just liked what it it said to us. Can so, I read the next one just yeah, real yes. fast? She's the kind of queen that knows her crown isn't on her head, but in her soul. And Ooh. we like that it's finding it within you. Yes, first, and that's very Adrian important. Michael said that. Yeah. Mm. So, Whoever that is. I thank you for that. Thanks, Adrian. Um, and you guys, that is it for our show today. And thank you so much for tuning in and you know telling a friend. Go on iTunes, rate, comment. Do all the spread the word. Do it. And also find Amanda and take her treats because they're amazing. And yes. you can learn about being a goddess. Yes. Or if you're a guy, just find her. I don't know. Um, so <laughs> yeah. you can follow me at Jennifer Golden on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Google. Tonight at the UM Alumni yeah, Singles event. Bar 53. And also, you guys, don't forget to tune in next week for our guests. We've got Heather and Timmy of the Energy Muse coming in. It's mm-hmm. going to be amazing. Don't forget to follow us at Complicated Show. And you can follow me at Lauren Leonelli on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and my website. 
Yay! Yay! All right, guys, we will see you next week. Go out into the world and let the birds chirp towards you. Love Love you, long time. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.